What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Tavares, and I'm back with another episode. And I got my main man, Sean, in the building. What's good, world? What's up? I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, guys. So we have another good episode for you all. I hope you all are doing well. You know, I know a lot of people are doing much better despite the nonsense going on. Some people's situations are worse, but we pray that God has been working things out in your favor. But Without further ado, let's just dive straight into this episode. Actually, let's not just dive straight into this episode. We are going to be speaking at a conference next month. Well, when you're listening to this, it's already July. So July 25th. So we're going to place a link in the description that I want you guys to click. Check it out. Safa and I will be speaking. So if any of you guys are curious, you're going to find all the details there. Or feel free to email or shoot us a DM. And now let's dive into the episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so today, as you can see by the title, we want to talk about, you know, another elephant that's in the room, Christians living together before marriage. So if you guys heard Sean in any of our previous episodes, Sean is a person that was in that scenario. So I felt like this is perfect. You know, he could mention areas he went wrong he can mention areas where, where he learned from it or things that he's gone through you know so you guys will definitely be able to be edified by him but what struck me um to bring up this topic was this hear me out now sean so i'm watching youtube videos because youtube is like the new cable right so i'm watching youtube and then this guy posts a video like he's moving in with his girl and i'm looking like um well, he's not saved, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't think anything of it. You know, I'm just a YouTube guy. <clears throat> so I watched the video and I'm just like, okay, um, well, interesting. And then, you know, he moved in with his girl and I'm just like, all right, cool. The episode goes along. Well, the video goes along and then it shows them going to church. So, boom, they go to church on that Sunday or whatever day they were going to church. And, and I was just, I was kind of thrown off guard, like, you know, but sinners need Jesus too, you know, <laughs> so I, I didn't. I didn't think anything of it. And then, dude, it, it just started to put two and two together. Like, hold on, what's going on? So he mentions after they leave service, I'm like, yeah, you know, we go there, get our little Sunday inspiration. You know, it was a great service. And I was just like, interesting. So I, I'm a person that read comments, you know, so I'm reading the comments, bro. And somebody commented and said, hey, I don't know much about that Jesus stuff, but I do know living together before marriage is a, something that's frowned upon, right? And Dude said, oh, Christians don't follow everything that's in the Bible, you know, but my page isn't about my religion, so I, I don't want to get into that. Thank you for watching the video. And I started looking like, hold on. <laughs> what? Did, did bro just like label all of us to have the same beliefs that he does? That You know, so I was thrown off and I was like, yeah, this is something that I have to do a podcast on. So today it will be about, you know, in regards to living together before marriage, but another podcast will be about Christians with partial obedience or picking and choosing what they want to obey in the scriptures. But Sean, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you give your take on what I just mentioned with that guy, because I'm a little thrown off by his actions, man. I mean, um, what is there to say? My boy said his uh, YouTube channel, even though he showed you him going to church, he's not about church and um you know what i'm saying what the the people in the comments was asking him about um living together before marriage uh you know um it's another one of them took them touchy subjects uh um, 
super touchy um in the church um because it's a rough it's a rough conversation to be had um and honestly there's no scripture for it um and it's kind of just the uh smart to, to put yourself in smart uh decision spaces uh to help you out in that in that aspect so let me cut uh, you off you said there's no scripture for it. Are you saying like a thou shalt not live together? Or you mean like the principle isn't addressed? Like I, I need you to clarify that for me. Um, if we know anything about Christians, they need a scripture that says <laughs> women cannot live together before marriage. That's what they be looking for. <laughs> so no, there is no scripture that says a man and a woman can't live together before marriage. But there are other scriptures that show that um, the things that you would have to deal with if you are living with someone of the opposite sex, it's just not smart to put yourself um, in that predicament. Right. Right. So I, de I definitely hear what you say, because I do think that's something that's big in the church. Um, a lot of people, like you mentioned, they go for the thou shalt not or you should do this or. If you don't say something ABC, then it's not in the Bible in their book. But I believe that a lot of scripture is taught by principle, not just by precept. So it may not say something verbatim. Like, I don't know anybody in their right mind that can be like, oh, yeah, Jesus want me smoking weed. Now, now, don't get me wrong. If you believe that, you can go ahead and argue all you want. I'm not about to be the one to debate with you. But at the same time, you see there's stuff that scripture mentions that may lead you to think, maybe I should not. You know what I mean? So that's why I, I feel like it's a bit of a touchy subject because a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, give me the verse or I'm not going to listen to you. So I, I, I want to say I want to start this off firmly by saying I do not believe that Christians should live together prior to getting married. You know, so I, I just want to make my intentions, my my perspective clear before anyone gets the wrong idea listening to this podcast or says, oh, Tavares or Golly Dane or Sean said I could do. No, that's not that's not what's happening right now. <laughs> you know, it's a discussion that we're having. But the first thing I do want to say is I don't think it's wise like. I don't think it's wise at all because it can lead you into sin. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing when you guys are living in two separate homes and the temptation is already there. Why do you think the temptation is going to stop when you're living together? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's going to be worse. It, it gets amplified when you're living in the same space. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just not smart. It's not smart at all. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, you know, they sanctify Sean. Like they look at us like we the deep saints, you know what I mean? Like, those people are deep. They could they could be in the same bed. They could be naked and they ain't think about sex, you know, because apparently I'm the only weak minded person, you know, <laughs> that knows their limits. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say some of these people are playing with fire. But in reality, you're playing with fire. You know, First Corinthians 10 and 12 tells us that if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. And it says that because a lot of people think, oh, yeah, we're just going to be having Bible study alone, you know, and. And that Bible study leads into laying hands, and it ain't in Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? Stuff start to touching, things start to rubbing, and next thing you know, God ain't happy with what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's a matter of matter of using wisdom because the Bible tells us in First Thessalonians 5:22 to abstain from all appearances of evil. So if you're trying to abstain from fornication. You're not going to fornicate just because, okay, we just had sex. Um, I don't know how that just happened. It, it was just random. No, I don't think it was just random. I feel like it's something that that it took time to lead into. But a lot of times I feel like we're not addressing that because we're so determined to do whatever we want to do, if you, if that, if that makes sense. 
No, it makes 100% sense. Um, we are, as Christians, we're good at uh, making things work in our own uh, mind. Uh, so no one can tell us what we're supposed to do. Um, and as men, just as a man, you know what I'm saying, from the, like it says, to abstain from all appearance of evil, um, we're visual creatures. So honestly, a woman don't even, she just got to be looking right for us to be ready to get going. So um, <laughs> it's something that you, you just got to be real, real smart about. Um, and, you know, later in the, this episode, I'll explain um, why and, you know what I'm saying, the experience that I had uh, with my, she was my girlfriend at the time and she's my wife now, but um, the things that in guardrails and stuff that we had to put in place. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand, like, it's it's a principle that it's that's the way that God wires us, that if you're, if you're interested in someone, so a girl cannot be physically attracted to a guy, but she gives him a shot, right? So the guy who she probably thought was ugly or average looking, now when she's in love with him, it doesn't matter how ugly he was before, it's love now. You know what I'm saying? And then guys, we're already visual. So whether we like a woman or not, a guy can be ready to think, you know what I mean? Sex. Like, I, I'm I, I'm just trying to see what Shadi feel like. You know what I mean? Like, a guy is easy to get to that point. And the lady, you know, if they're emotionally attached, I believe that it's so easy for them to, to think about sex. And the only reason why we're saying you shouldn't live together it's not just sex but obviously guys that's the that's the main thing but it's just the fact that i feel like a lot of people they don't understand that it's it's easy to be strong today but there may come a time next week when you're not you know what i mean like you guys can can both be super spiritual people you know what i mean i know plenty of people that were spiritual and then within months you know people belly start growing and (laughs) it it ain't because of food belly (laughs) Wear you down, man. It's it's something that it like you don't just go into sin. It's it's something that's gradual, um, and it just continues to eat at you. And piece by piece, like the bricks of you, know what I'm saying the bricks begin to they get to uh get be broken down. And next thing you know, you you both laid up and you're doing things you you shouldn't be doing. Even mm-hmm. in, not even like sex and just the sex act itself, but the things before sex. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? and grabbing and feeling in places you're not supposed to be feeling in. You know so. Um, that's an, that's another thing. All right. So, so it's funny you say that because a lot of people say, I, I get a lot of DMs, bro. You'd be surprised, but they're saying stuff like, well, what's the, I don't get, I don't see the big deal because we're going to get married anyways. So in my head, there are some people and bear in mind, some of them aren't even engaged, but there are some people that they view engagement as already married, or there are some people that because we're in love, we're already married. So what do you say to those people who feel as though, you know, I could we could do this because we're gonna get married in a year, a couple of years, whatever. So what do you say to those people when they when they, you know, have these questions or or concerns? Um, like my grandma used to tell us, don't count your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> oh wow. I like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just because you engage don't mean you're gonna get married. Um, that's the and plus that uh that saying comes from, you know what I'm saying? That's a player, that's a player setting, I'm saying. It's just like, hey, we're gonna do this anyway, so we might as well, it doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna get married next year. And you don't even know if you both gonna be living next year. You don't know yeah um, what could happen during that year. You don't know um anything, honestly. So you're not married until you're married. You're not married until you're standing up there in front of your people and you sign the the certificate and all that stuff is done. Then you're married. That's when you really can't, well, you can go, but you're not supposed to go anywhere. And that's when a marriage is sealed. That's when you're saying that you're going to spend forever with this person. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, because we're so emotionally driven, bro, instead of spirit driven, once we make up in our mind what we want, 
we we ain't we ain't, we're not trying to hear anything from anybody. You know what I mean? It's just like you cannot assume because you guys are in love that you're gonna be married. And and it's sad to say, but like um a young lady I know was in a um I wanna call it a committed relationship. You know, I won't disrespect a relationship, but it was committed, you know, and the guys like we're gonna get married and you know, they have plans. I, I know both of them, um, but they're gonna, you know, whatever. They're gonna get married, right? So boom, everybody's waiting on the, the, the invites at this point. And then next thing you know, they break up and bro is married to someone else within weeks or maybe a month or so. And all I could think is, listen, you were doing, you, you were, you, you, she committed herself to, to the guy and he was never fully 100% there. Obviously, if the fact that he just married somebody else immediately after the breakup, but it was the fact that in her head, it was okay that they're having sex because they're going to get married. You know, and I'm not going to say this only happens to women. I know a lot of men that get played because they're with some girls that, you know what I mean? Like some, some girls have a higher sex job than men. That That's just facts. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, but it's the fact that, you know what I mean? In her head, it's no big deal that we have sex. I understand it's a sin, but in her head, it's like, it's no big deal because we're going to get married. Oh, we already made plans. Oh, we already, let's just go as far as to say we already set a date. Just because you set a date, that doesn't mean anything's about to jump off. Like, Bro, they can be up and gone at any point, you know? So I feel like a lot of people, we're just so, we're so quick to get to our destination that we don't, we're not seeking God in the middle of the process. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're just trying to get to what fits me. So that's why I want to say, like, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. So 1 Corinthians 10, 23, Paul says this. He says, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. And that's like those Christians that'll say, why am I deleting my Netflix? There's not one Bible verse against it. Oh, why am I breaking up with so-and-so? I don't see a Bible verse. That, you know what I mean? And it's like they're saying, oh, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. That's basically what the 21st century Christianity is. I can do whatever I want. I can sleep with whoever I want. I can I can do whatever I want because God's mercy is so amazing. And I can just go ahead and, you know, make 32 babies and God is just going to forgive me and let me in his pearly gates because I repeated a prayer. And and it's not, it's not to sound sarcastic, but that's really what a lot of people think. They think I can do whatever I want because God is so loving that he doesn't care or he's not grieved by our sins. You know what I mean? And it's just like, we have to pay attention to the fact that just because, just because it's not against the law to move in together, just because your pastor doesn't say anything, just because all of your friends are okay with it. You have to really check to see, is God pleased? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the main concern because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we think we're wise, but if we're not even fearing God or obeying his, his word, then how can we say we actually love him? And that's very, very true. Um, I call the new age Christian, the comfortable Christian. Um, we take the parts of God that we want and that we like um like he's loving you know what i'm saying he's forgiving he's graceful he gives us mercy and then we forget about the side of god that comes with judgment um and every action comes yeah. with you know what i'm saying comes with uh something that happens behind it like when david um had that baby and the the guy came the the prophet came and told him that you know um god's not pleased with what you just did you know what i'm saying and the the baby had to end up going you know what i'm saying god yeah. wouldn't allow that baby to live because um, of the action while a baby is beautiful god in love you know what i'm saying god is a god of judgment he made that decision that that baby had to go yeah um, 
So um, while we're doing what we're what we're doing, um, good or bad, <clears throat> understand that even though God is loving, he is also um, a God of judgment. Um, and we can't forget that because when he comes back, he's coming to judge and there will be no more grace and no more mercy. Um, so you have to choose your make your decisions and your choices wisely. All right. So the, the, the podcast just got a bit hot real fast. So I'm going to take a quick break in this episode. <laughs> hey, guys, Tavares here. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of today's episode. BetterHelp is a resource that I'd love to tell you all about because I believe many Christians don't prioritize their mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. So don't think you have to drive anywhere. Your counselor can be contacted at any time. Also, you can set up phone or video calls as you may desire. Because I know sometimes you just want a face-to-face interaction. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or any form of trauma, please understand BetterHelp is there for you. They'll be willing to reach out to you and speak with you as you may need assistance. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to want you all to enjoy a more happier life. As one of our listeners, you also get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Now back to today's episode. But, <laughs> but no, so I definitely get what you're saying. Um, and I agree. You know, I feel like a lot of times because of the dispensation that we're in, people forget that God hasn't changed. And I say that because in the Old Testament, God is opening the earth and swallowing folk, bro. Like, Adam, you sinned. OK, you're out my garden. Like, oh, yeah. um, Aiken, you sinned. The people are going to kill you. You know what I mean? And now we read about Jesus, whereas oh, forgiving and people forget that Jesus is still God, that it's still the same God. He didn't become more merciful. He was still very merciful in the Old Testament. But the issue is a lot of times we we see the loving side of God so much in the New Testament that we forget that he's still going to judge us. You know that we still we still have to give an account for all of our actions. And I don't believe I could be wrong. Obviously, I don't have a heaven or a hell to put anyone in, but I could be wrong. So take this as you please, but I could be wrong and then say, I don't think all of Christianity is going into heaven. Uh, You know, maybe I just lost me a subscriber, such is life. Um, But my thing is, Jesus says broad is the way going towards destruction and narrow is the way going towards him. Because if you look at Christianity today, everyone is not trying to obey God. And I'm not saying the YouTuber guy who I'm following, who I um, saw the, the video from is on his way to hell. That's not my point of making this podcast. I would never condemn anyone to hell because a lot of you listening are probably living with your boyfriend or your girlfriend right now. You know, so I'm not condemning anyone to hell. But my point is, it's it's very dangerous to think God's word says don't commit fornication. And I'm living in fornication. And then when I see him at, you know, judgment day, that guy's like, OK, cool. You, you are a little stubborn in this area. But you know what? I got so much mercy. Don't worry about it. Like, what fairy tale God are we really believing in? Because the scriptures does not show God as a joke. You know, like one thing, one thing we need to take into consideration. Let's look at the woman at the well, bro. Jesus sees her. She's with five men, you know, and then the one she's with isn't even her man. You know, so Jesus reads her whole life, my boy. Like she reads it top to bottom. Like, girl, you out here thotting. Like you, the whole, 
all of Samaria know about you, girl. Like you're rough. That was a rough one there. But at the end of all that, after him showing mercy, people people forget the part where he says, "Go and sin no more." No, 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 no. That was, the woman caught in adultery is who I meant to say. The woman caught in oh. adultery. You know, so bear in mind she sinned, and no one wanted to condemn the man she sinned with. Um, you know, that's a story for another day. But it's the fact that he told her, "Go and sin no more." So. Jesus saw her in her moment of weakness. He saw her in her sin, you know, and while others wanted him to send her to hell, others wanted to get her stoned and they wanted to condemn her. Jesus like, you know, if she's going to get condemned, all of you need to get condemned. Basically is what he's saying, because none of you can throw the first stone because all of you guys got some issues that you, you all know about, you know, so none of us on this podcast are going to throw stones because we have our issues. We need to repent of God is working on us daily, but it's the fact that he told her go and sin no more. So, the fact that we think we can take God's forgiveness and go back to the sin rather than go closer to him, then we're fooling ourselves. Very, very much so. I was talking to somebody about um, that actual story, I think on Sunday um, uh, that just passed. And with the st- with her getting caught in the act and Jesus standing in the gap for her, um, I put it like if today, if that was to happen, especially with what's going on now, with cancel culture and how quick we're so fast to just be like, Oh, you made this mistake. We're not listening to anything you ever say ever again. Mm -hmm. That was to happen today. It would be so many people throwing stones, you know what I'm saying? And not think about um, what they might be dealing with or what battles they might be, um, what issues they might be fighting. And um, that's a dangerous place when the church gets into those type of battles um, I'm somebody that I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't like politics. I don't like that stuff, but, um, right is right. And wrong is wrong, no matter which side it comes from. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that situation with Jesus standing in the gap for her, um, I think it's powerful in the sense that this is God in the flesh and he's sinless. You know what I'm saying? Like he's never done anything and he didn't have to stand in the gap for her. Um, but he made it, he showed that, you know what I'm saying? Nobody is perfect. So, um, do not throw your rocks and not worry about yourself. Maybe you should slap yourself in the head with that rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, be easy when you're coming at people, uh, show them love. And I'm sure off of that experience, after seeing that, it made her, I'm saying, be mindful of the decisions and choices that she made going forward. I'm sure it it had to, because she knows she was supposed to die. And you know what I'm saying? to the end until you never hear about her again but to know that she had to live with knowing that i got caught in the act and this man stood in the gap for me and stopped me from dying it had to weigh heavy on her for the rest of her life it had to yeah and that's good though because that's that's basically how um we should be as christians today because i think a lot of christians it's so easy for us to forget about calvary you know what i mean like we hear all the other sermons we hear about the grace we hear about repentance we hear about how to live a blessed life we hear about how God is going to heal and deliver us and all these things that we forget him saving us and him saving us wasn't so we could be free, free to sin, but he was freeing us from sin because he died for those things. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like you said, like she kept that, it's clear that she would keep that in her mind because she knows according to the law, bro, she was supposed to die. But the fact is that someone stepped in and he was greater than the law. He's showing that I'm here to fulfill it. You know? So the fact that he gave her another chance will lead her into wanting to love him. You know, and a lot of times we as Christians need to realize that it's not a matter of fear that's going to make anyone serve God. You know what I mean? Perfect love casts out fear. So it's actual a connection, having that love that's going to make you turn away. And I believe that, you know, she experienced that. Obviously, someone loved her enough 
to not allow anyone to stone her knowing that she deserved it. You know, so I feel like a lot of times you guys may hear us do this podcast and you may think uh, Tavares and Sean is saying, don't fornicate and don't shack up because we're going to go to hell. Like, that's not the point of what we're saying. Like, the point is, is it leading you closer to God? You know what I mean? Because there's a God who loves you and wants better for you rather than just so you can, you know, meet your urges at night. You know what I'm saying? But mm. we do understand that at least. I'm fully aware. <laughs> I'm sure Shout is aware too, but we know despite saying all this, there's going to be some people that, you know, aren't going to listen, <laughs> you know, so th- th- that's perfectly fine. You know, nothing against you, man. I get it, you know, and there's a lot of people who you're already in this predicament because, you know, you ended up getting saved after, after you know, you're already living with your your boyfriend or your girlfriend or fiance or whatever it was. So I want Sean to talk about that. Like what, what, what were some things that went through your head? Like when you first got saved and like, how did that, how did that come? Cause I know you mentioned you got saved first. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So what happened was um, I was living by myself and my girlfriend was living um, by herself. I had gotten into some trouble, some legal trouble. So um, in order to be able to pay for what I had to pay for, it had been smart for us. We had been going out for a long time anyway, so it was like, um, I might as well move in with her. Um, I wasn't saved at the time, um, but, you know, we were doing what we was doing. So I know living together, the temptation that you deal with, um, we were having sex, we were doing all of that. Um, but I went to um, a conference and everything changed from there. Like I had been gradually, I'm saying, growing my relationship with God. And... Um, I come back from the conference and I tell her and I'm like, hey, um, I know we live together, but, you know, from this day forth, we can't have sex no more. We can't do this. Um, we can't do that. Um, I ask that, you know, respect the decision. You know what I'm saying? That I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make because I'm trying to grow, I'm saying, closer to God. And at the end of the day, everything is about growing closer to God, whether in a relationship or not. I need to, my relationship with Jesus to be uh, more than it is uh, with you. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the one that controls all of this. Um, so, um took measures. I told her that, you know, I'm asleep on the couch. She can have the bed, of course. Um, and that like when we're in the house together, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when we do kiss, no, like make out, uh, we did the peck thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, or short kisses. Um, and, uh, <laughs> greet we, one another with a holy kiss, bro. Huh? You greeting one another with a holy kiss? With a holy kiss, my brother. <laughs> and, um, to, uh, not walk around the house because my wife, you know what I'm saying, she is a free spirit. She don't like to wear no clothes. So um, I had to tell her to wear like um, sweats and, and stuff like that. Things that wouldn't get me, you know what I'm saying, uh, make it easy for me to to fall into temptation. So I had to set those guardrails up. Um, and we did that for, um, it was a year. I believe it was a year we lived together um, that way. And I was sleeping on the couch and uh even in doing that, there were still people saying that we're having sex. Let, and me, I, let me cut you off before you get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, was your wife saved yet? Don't, no. Or at least how long did it take along that process? No, my wife my wife was not saved yet. And she tells me all the time when I had that conversation with her, it was like someone had stabbed her in the heart. You know what I'm saying? It was like uh, someone had took everything away from her. Um, I think it was probably like four, four or five months after that. Because along with that conversation, I had a conversation with her to let her know that I'm going to walk this path. And um, if you want to come down the path with me, it's cool. But if not, then uh, we have to separate at this point because I can't I can't be with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to pull you into something that you don't want to do if mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. So I didn't I didn't want to do that to her. So I allowed her to make that decision herself. 
I think it was like four or four or five months and she came and she got baptized and all that good stuff. So, you know, God is good. Um, it was something that God wanted to happen. Um, and I would catch her some nights or some mornings, like praying over me. I remember one time I caught her praying over me in the morning and it freaked me out and she got embarrassed and she ran in the room. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was good to know that I, um, God had gave me someone that was actually of the same mindset when she tapped in and she, uh, went along for the ride also. So I was, I was thankful for that. Yeah, definitely. So that's good. That's good. Um, what I want to say is. Um, Cause I know both of you personally, I know, I know y'all striving to please God or whatever. I also want to make clear everyone isn't Sean and, <laughs> and his wife. Oh, what, what? <laughs> I know that. Oh, um, listen here, man. Yeah. That's why I say it. it's the temptation factor. I tell like some people can't deal. Like I'm a person, like I'm able to do things and just like cut things cold Turkey and people call me crazy for doing that. But I know of people that, you know what I'm saying? Would struggle um would be sneaky because i was talking to a friend yesterday and they were saying that there was no way they'd be able to do that they'd be like making late night trips into the bedroom and um they wouldn't be able to control themselves living in the same space um so um if if you know what you can handle and you know what you can't handle so make your decisions according to that and um please god at the end of the day man like with joseph um joseph he didn't sin he didn't sin because it was against the king he didn't sleep with potiphar's wife because of that. he said i do this because of my god so we have to get to a mindset to where we're doing things to please god and not to please our significant other or to please other people but we're doing things to please god and it makes everything that much easier yeah um i like that you mentioned that and i say that because we have to get to that point of having personal convictions and that's what i'll say because like we were mentioned earlier in the podcast, everyone is with that mentality. Um, show me in the Bible. Okay, you can't find a verse. All right, leave me alone. You know, but it, we have to get to a point where it's not that we're becoming legalistic, but it's a matter of, I don't see this as beneficial in my walk with God, so I'm going to stay away from certain things. And I know a lot of people, they swear they know their limits, bro. Like, But we all know sometimes we're in denial. Um, Proverbs 21 and 2 says, every way of a man is bright in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. So while you're saying, I know me, I, 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 we could just kiss, bro. We'll be fine. Like y'all being deep, like y'all doing too much. I get that. You don't know me and my boo. You know what I mean? And, and it's so easy for you to say all that. But deep down, we understand that playing with fire only leads to you getting burned. You know, and I say that because I know me personally. And I know if I'm in that scenario, I'm in sin, period. I don't care what anybody says. You can look at, <laughs> you can look at me as holy as you think you want to look at me. I know me. I, I know yeah. to this day still saying, God, please help me. Because the way I be thinking sometimes it's not right. You know what I mean? So God is always working on all of us. So no one is no one is looking at you as though you're less of a Christian. We're just letting you know it's okay to be to be honest with yourself. Because I remember one time um, when Safa was still at USF, she's living, she's not living on campus, but her and a couple friends are in um, our roommates nearby campus. They're all students there. And then me, you know, I came home from the military, so I'm in Miami. So Miami to Tampa, it's only about a three and a half hour drive. You know, so I was telling my dad, like, hey, is it possible to to go up and, you know, spend a night there? You know, and my mom, my mom left it to my dad. She, cause I guess she doesn't want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, mama wanted to be nice because my mama rough. She'll, she'll stay up telling me no, but she was like, she going to leave this one to my dad. So I was like, yo, yo, pops, like I could go. And my dad was just like, you know, um, I don't, I think you should sit this trip out, you know, and I'm looking at it like, 
bro, you so deep. Like, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, we won't even be in the same bed. Like, I'll be in the living room. I know good and well where I would have been, bro. <laughs> 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 you know, you, you, listen, man, I, I don't know. I may, maybe people are listening to me and thinking, like, he only speaking from his perspective. Maybe. You can say whatever you want. But I understand that when people start hugging and people start spooning and people start doing all kind of stuff and stuff starts standing up, you, we, we can't pray it. We can't pray it back down. You're not going to pray down your erection, bro. Like, so, yeah, and I feel like people, we're, we're, we're just so, we just want to act like we're spiritually more mature than everyone. But Paul mentioned that, you know, God, Paul mentioned he had a thorn in his flesh, bro. And he asked God to remove it. God told him no. He told him no three times. He said, my grace is sufficient. So many of you, you have these weaknesses and these issues and these things in your life. And you're like, God, please take it from me. God is like, God, God is telling me, I'm, I'm allowing you to have a weakness because the weakness is forcing you to depend on me. Now, what a lot of people do, you know, they have a weakness and they just try to live with it and just say, you know, you know, God knows my heart. But at the end of the day, God wants to give us a new heart. That's the point of being born again. That's the point of baptism, washing away your sins. That's the point of being filled with the spirit so he can strengthen you to overcome sin. So people that say, oh, I know me or I know or God isn't looking at it that deep. Like, please, guys. If you, if you ever get to the point where you're saying it's not that deep about most things in church, chances are you're not seeking God for yourself. Because mm-hmm. most people I know that seek God for themselves, I, I don't mean like they go by what pastor says. I mean like what pastor says and they check it for themselves. A lot of those people, they try to stay away from environments that they know can make them stumble. Like, like Sean may not talk about it, and I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot, but Sean used to drink a little bit before the Lord touched his heart, you know? <laughs> drink a little bit apple juice every now <laughs> once and again but but my thing is sean doesn't even go around alcohol at this point and it's not me saying that to, to boast on him not not at all but when i found that out i was I, my respect for him went up higher because in my head once you know your issue once you know oh this was an issue for me this was a weakness of mine it's not a matter of he's going to get around it and you know start chugging like he's a madman it's just the fact that it's like if I put myself around a situation that used to have me in bondage, then I'm flirting with temptation. And we can't we can't tell people we can't pray to the Lord's prayer talking about and deliver me, you know, lead me not into temptation. And then we go sign a lease with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like it, it's so it's not sensible, you know. So I'm not saying you guys are foolish that you're currently in that scenario, but it's not in your best interest. It's not in your spiritual life's best interest, especially because. It doesn't even guarantee marriage. You know what I mean? And it can guarantee kids. Y'all don't understand how, how much kids take out of you. Like so. and how much in a, in a living space together takes out of you. Man. Um, like, you ha- have to answer to this other person um, consistently. And anything that you do and everything that you do, this person is going to see. Like, you, and when you're living with someone, you can't hide nothing. And if you are hiding something, it gets harder and harder as time continues to go on because your space continues to get confined. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's one thing about living together that is uh, crazy. Me and my, my wife well, now and my girlfriend at the time, but we had issues when we were living together. It was just um, like war in that house, bro. I understand when I read the scripture that says you don't want to be in the house with a contentious woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's better to be in the corner of a room than to be in the house with a contentious woman. Hey, give me that corner of the room. <laughs> because in the corner of that room is peace. And 
you want peace. There are times when you're going through things and um, your significant other is going to want to talk about something and you're not going to want to talk and they're going to be all up on you and want you <laughs> to have a conversation. And it's just like, why am I doing this Am I if I'm not married? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why am I putting myself through all this? And then what happens if you put yourself through all of that and then you don't end up married? You know what I'm saying? Like you invested too much. That's a lot of heartbreak right there. Yeah, that's a lot of heartbreak. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of stuff that you ju- just don't want to really deal with. So, um, just save yourself that heartache. And if that person, if you truly gonna get married in that year, or you're gonna get married soon, and you're engaged, and it's gonna happen, then just wait for that to happen, and then handle it at that time. Like I don't understand why we want to rush everything. Just let everything happen in this time, and if it's supposed to be, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, man. The the two ways I look at it, if you're in that scenario or you're contemplating it, is one, get married. Like, I don't get what y'all so afraid of. Y'all want to have sex. Y'all want to have the constant person. Like, <laughs> just get married. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't need a big wedding. You know, like, but so either you get married or two, just move out. Like, I, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's pride that doesn't allow people to move out because the man can't afford to live on his own or the woman can't afford to live on their own. But in my opinion, it makes more sense to you to go try to find some roommates or you try to move in with some parents or some friends or whatever and just take the loss, save up until you get to that point where you guys can get married. But there are a lot of men and women that DM me talking about, you know, I can't move out because I don't have a job and he's the one or she's the one that kind of you know takes care of all the bills at the moment. And I'm just like, I mean, I respect that, you know, you're honest enough to admit, you're, you know, you're not financially stable. So that's the reason why you decided to do that. But you'd rather disobey God while sleeping together because just because it only happens once a month, you know, we, we, we're pretty good. You know, we got better. You know, those are the type <laughs> of comments I've gotten, bro. Like, it's not about getting better. <laughs> like, God's not <laughs> asking you to become a better sitter. Like, God wants you to repent. You know, so if you're in those scenarios, I will honestly say, you know, be man or be woman enough to to swallow your pride and just live, live with some roommates or something in the meantime. But in my opinion, you should just get married because if you're mature adults and you know you both love one another because and there should be no other reason why you're deciding to just, you know, be roommates with benefits, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I we kind of differ on that um, that there. Like, I, I, I believe that. Um, you gotta do things in a smart way. Um, cause oh no, I'm not telling them rush marriage now. No, 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 no I'm sorry if I did. Talking about the um, well, you know, I don't want you to rush marriage. I don't want anybody to rush marriage because you know what I'm saying you gonna rush into something that you don't want. Um, but um, the living together, like say you have, cause me and my wife we had the year left on the lease, and it would have been wrong for me to leave her to pay all those bills that I've created <laughs> with her. Very true. So, um. We finished the we we made the decision to like I said to do what we did and I slept on the couch and I set up those guardrails and those boundaries, um, but we knew that once the lease was up, I had to move out. I was going to move out no matter where I had to go. We just couldn't live together. And luckily, um, one of my brothers in the church, Ronnie, you know, what I'm saying, amazing brother of God, um, allowed me to move in uh, with him and take up some of his space until we got married. I'd stay with him. I think it was three months, and it was like our relationship started over. Honestly. It was like meeting a new person um, and it was like everything was new again. So um, living together clouds your judgment in that sense also. Uh, And then when we moved back in together after being married, it was like something new again. It was just different. Um, 
So those that might be living together, um, for the people that are living together and um, have their living arrangements and don't want to set those guardrails up, Proverbs uh, 25 and 28 says, um, a man without self-control is like a city um, broken into and left without walls. So um, if you're a Christian that can't um, like have self-control and um, lacks uh, being able to keep your spirit in check, um, you need to get yourself together because if your walls are broken down, that means that the enemy or anything is able to just come into your city and do whatever um, it may. If you've ever watched Game of Thrones or anything of that nature with a city with a wall built around it, that's the last thing you want. If your walls come down, that means that your whole city is open and the enemy can come in and just take whatever they want. They're going to rape and pillage everything. So uh, I just tell people to just be careful in that sense. Um, and self-control is also a, a fruit of the spirit. So, um, yeah, that might be a lot to digest, but you got to be smart, man. We got to be smart. That was good. That was good. Like, I'm trying to think of the the verse um, that mentions be angry and sin not, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find that verse for you. Because you mentioned, you know, it's like you're letting your guardrails down type of thing, you know, and then you use the scenario of the show. But all right, so here this. So Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither, neither give place to the devil. So, so what, what that is showing me is that people are, you know, it, obviously that's talking about marriage and it's talking about friendships and all this stuff. And that's talking about people that offended you, you were offended. You go ahead and you make amends if it's possible. Don't let the day end, you know, without trying to resolve peace with your brother, with your sister, with your spouse or anything. But then it goes on to say, neither give place to the devil, which shows me that if there's a loophole anywhere, if there's a small little opening anywhere, you're giving the devil place in your life. You know what I mean? So you just made the, you just made mention of something because it, people don't understand that. Yeah, it may just be a little living together, just maybe a little fornication here and there. But whenever you give the devil access, you give him an inch. The brother's going to take a mile. <laughs> and, and, and if you think about it, like, don't give the devil any room because look what he did to Eve. Exactly. Adam was not paying attention for a little bit and he just slid right in and he messed us up. You know what I'm saying? Look at us. We still out here struggling because of what she <laughs> did way back. You know what I'm saying? It's just like... All it takes is a moment. Yeah. Don't, all it takes is a moment and some things that you do in a moment, your life changes forever. You have people that on 10 seconds of anger and and, and they are in prison for life or they're dead or you have people that um, they slip up and they fall into sexual temptation and, and now they have a child on the way and this once you have a baby you know what I'm saying that's a full that's a whole life commitment you just can't give up on your kids yeah no that's good man I like that so I wanna I wanna leave you to to give the last word in regards to Christians um, living together so 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 I also wanted because it feels like we're just uh, attacking or coming at people um, that are in relationships that live together. I'm coming for the people that have uh, opposite sex roommates also. Um, <laughs> you cannot be roommates with the opposite sex, especially if you find them attractive. Sometimes even when you don't find them attractive, in your moments of weakness, they become attractive and things happen. Um, I will say 95% of the friends that I know that have had 
um, uh, roommates of the opposite sex. It has ended up horribly um, and it just does not work. That is not to say that it does not. Um, it, there isn't a chance for it to work. But once again, that falls into the do not let temptation or do not let the devil have any foothold. Don't give him any room yeah. because he sees a little bit of room. Um, he'll turn it into a whole pile of mess. So um, I just wanted to put that in there before we, uh, you know, get towards the end here. No, that's good. That, that, that's that's smart. I wasn't thinking about just roommates as well, because in my head, if I'm living with a girl, bro, like <laughs> I, I think we all know where this is headed. <laughs> you know, so I wasn't I wasn't looking at that way. So that's a good point. But I will say this, you know, no one is no one is calling you less of a Christian. No one is calling you. No. Um, lukewarm because you found yourself in a predicament that isn't that wasn't wise you know what i mean but the point is there comes a time when all of us we face like a crossroads i guess you can say whereas you're presented with truth or you're presented with a scripture you're presented with god's will and you have to decide am i going to choose what i want or temporary convenience over god's will and that's my point to to believers out there you know because obviously the guy had a platform that made me see the YouTube that I saw the YouTube video on. And he's telling people, he's blatantly telling people, oh, I'm a Christian. And he's also showing them at the same time. It's perfectly fine if you're a Christian, you're living together, and you're having sex when that's not what the word says. Like if we literally go in the Bible, you're not going to find me any verse that can prove that, you know. And I know a lot of people, they try to, you know, twist verses out of, you know, take it out of context. But First Thessalonians 4 and 3 says, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. So God's will is for us to stay sexually pure, for us to stay mentally pure, to be pure in our hearts and our minds. And I don't want us to feel as though, oh, we're going to get married, so it doesn't matter. Oh, well, we're basically married. Oh, we have kids, so it doesn't matter. I understand that some scenarios are definitely different. But I do want you to understand that ultimately it's not about our convenience. It's not about what makes us feel good. It's about finding God's will for our life. So I'm going to let Sean close this out, but I just want to throw that scripture out there for you all. Um, I just want to say, man, uh, God, you know what I'm saying Jesus loves everybody. Um, and we're not, like he says, we're not coming to condemn nobody. Just trying to, if you, you know what I'm saying, feeling away, just to open your eyes to a different um, viewpoint. Um, and to know, and I want to let you know that if you are in a situation or you have put yourself in a situation, God has, um, in his word, it says he always makes a way of escape for us. Um, he always makes a way for us to, to get out. Um, he does not leave us nor forsake us. So if we really want change, um, God is there, um, for that to happen. Uh, I was watching, uh, Jackie Hill Perry talking to Kevin on stage and, um, she was talking about how um, we've turned marriage into an idol and we've turned certain things like relationships into an idol, um, relationships between a man and a woman, um, when uh, relationships can just be friend relationships also. And we don't really build those. We just push people into marriage and stuff. So I think that we might want to, you know, uh, just be smart about everything that we're doing, man, and just know that God has made a way for us to escape. And um, everything's going to be all right, man. And there you have it, guys. Another episode on the Godly Dating 101 podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys for subscribing, for sharing, for listening to us, you know, despite 
not liking everything I said. <laughs> you know, so definitely, I hope that, you know, if you're in a scenario and you didn't agree with what we're saying, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead and search those scriptures that we mentioned. I want you guys to study it for yourself. Allow God to speak to you, whether it's right or it's wrong for, you know, being those types of relationships. Or if you know someone who's in this and you're comfortable enough to share that, share this episode with them, please do. But please don't do it in an attacking way. Let them know, hey, I listened to a podcast that I think might be insightful, you know, so that they, they won't feel condemned. But we just want to thank you guys. And if you haven't signed up, the link for the conference will be in the description. And I hope to see you all there. Peace. Peace.